Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Spice After Dark. I am your host, Brennan Merkel, here with my fellow sneakily handsome co-host, Jacob Benson. Uh, tonight, we got a great show for you. We're talking owns, sup, Stephen A., and dubs of the past week. Uh, then we got some UFC fights, uh, some UFC recap of last weekend, some All-Star Week baseball and the Home Run Derby. Then we got the NBA Finals, which is now all tied up. So we got some hot takes coming for you there. Uh, then we're going to end the show with a nice little segment we call <laughs> Horniest Athletes of All Time. You're not going to want to miss it, so uh, stay tuned. good everybody what's good jacob how has your week been man and what are you drinking first of all the sneakishly handsome comment i'm blushing uh but no <laughs> dude i had a pretty my weekend passed the vibe check i will say this um so basically i went to lincoln as you know because i was there from like thursday to sunday and we did the show there um or at least i did i went out to the lincoln bars for the first time on saturday night since beginning of may so first since of all school pretty much since school yeah so that entire night was actually an olivia rodrigo song <laughs> i shit you not that was that's that's that the, the news i I've only ever... know one of her songs so yeah. i mean i can't it was like you were 16 it's like you got your driver's license no it was basically i woke up sunday morning and i was like good for you you're happy and healthy and not me because i actually wanted to die <laughs> hey you and me both brother do you want to hear what happened brennan so basically i ended up playing this game uh to at like this pregame or whatever as like it was do or drink that's what the game is so basically it's like truth or dare but like you just get really drunk or do some really stupid shit um which it was really fun but dude holy cow that whole night somehow i only spent 30 dollars. that's incredible is it not no, and guess incredible. what? Sunday morning, I still was able to get my ass in church and drive back to Omaha and unpack my car. Wow. I know. So, I so, am the Lord. I'm the Lord's son right now, Brennan. So do or drink. Give, did you have to do anything crazy, man? Uh, personally, no. I actually got pretty lucky. All the ones that I drew were like, oh, like all the blondes drink. And I'm like, oh, I'm definitely blonde. Um, actually, no, I did have to put uh yep. tampons in yeah. my nose that's what i was i was like you yeah. definitely did something <laughs> pretty like, crazy <laughs> you sent me the picture and i was like yeah. oh my god that's actually correct i also bought a shirt of uh barney the dinosaur um just saying commit tax fraud that i'm gonna probably start well i guess i can't wear it at work because i work at a, in a financial institute but um yeah that would send <laughs> the wrong vibes no no but i'm also drinking uh whiskey on the rocks again my friend i'm still on that beer cleanse it's going well so how was your weekend? Tell me, tell me about what is going on in your life, Brennan. Yeah, so I'm, I'm drinking a nice little uh, bourbon barrel beer from Allagash. It's that pretty solid. Pretty sexy. Yeah, no, it, it's nice. It's actually, I've had it before and I highly recommend it. But um, no, my, I mean, my weekend, I was a day ahead of you because I remember us, us speaking. Um, I was at the Cubs-Cardinals game last Friday nights, or it was actually in the afternoon, but the whole day felt like night to me. Um, 
So started early, ended late. I was not feeling great on Saturday. Uh, I actually, I, I remember I had a, probably a three day hangover. It was one of the worst I've felt in a while. Um, but you know, life, life goes on. Uh, I, I told myself I wasn't going to drink, uh, for a while. And here I am tonight pouring myself a beer on a Thursday, but Dude, honestly, I'm not getting rowdy. So yeah, yeah seriously, we'll see. man. I, I remember like, I've still been thinking about that night. Um, and I, I, I don't feel good from it. I remember asking you what the best things to do in Chicago are, because as you know, my girlfriend's going to the music festival at the end of the month. And, uh, <laughs> you literally just like everything. <laughs> just do it all and you're like sorry like i actually died my legs didn't work brennan you lost them i lost my legs no but uh seriously though dude we just i think are we at that point in our lives where we're just getting too old for this shit i am definitely way too old to be drinking from 11 30 a.m to midnight i can never do that again ever in my life you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning all right let's get <laughs> stones and dust running you go ahead and go first i actually prepared some this time so guys like little did you guys know <laughs> uh, last bad. minute preparation but yeah, it, it still counts um all right so i'm trying to think if i want to start off on the on a high note or you know what i'm, I'm gonna go go with an own first because i mentioned it in the intro my uh, biggest own of the week goes to my boy, Stephen A. Smith. I knew you were going to talk about that. Yep. I, I mean, I have to. So for those who don't know, um, this, this man, is his job is to strictly make hot takes on television. Um, and he has absolutely lost his mind at it. Uh, he had two terrible stinker takes in one day uh, that had two completely different sports fan bases shitting on him. Uh, first, his first take, he said that uh, Shohei Otani cannot be the face of the MLB because he doesn't speak English. So he, does. Uh, he speaks English. He speaks very little English, but still, he's, he's I mean, the dude, this dude's batting practice was being televised on ESPN. So um, I can guarantee no one cares that he speaks little English. I mean, shit, Sammy Sosa didn't speak great English. Uh, part of plenty of big time athletes don't you know Kawhi doesn't even speak and he's one of the best players in the nba so he speaks binary code like zeros <laughs> and ones he yeah he just speaks in in morse code he just speaks in beeps and in lines <laughs> but um it, it's a rotten narrative and then he he analyzed and i say this in air quotes the team usa nigeria matchup um which i will mention soon as well um, but he totally botched all of the Nigerian players' names in a just pretty disrespectful way. Like he didn't even try to to pronounce them at all. Uh, then he he got absolutely shit on by NBA Twitter uh, after. So in the end, you know, he posted a notes app apology for just for the Shohei comments, not for the Nigerian comments. But posted posted notes app on Twitter, so that's classic. You know, it was something that Nick Castellanos would definitely hit a home run during. So, but yeah, Dude, honestly, Steven, speaking of Nick Castellanos, he just has, I, I know I touched up on this last week, but I think he just has a natural talent for just like making huge um, plays right when the, like right when somebody like screws up. Yeah. If Steven, so, if uh, Steven was doing his like apology, like on live television, you know, for a fact, like something breaking news would pop up like Nick Castellanos, like, 
hits a far out traded <laughs> kills somebody with the fall but foul ball to left i don't know but yeah uh, Stephen a dude i think you gotta you gotta relax man absolutely well i'll go ahead and i'll start off with a dub just to keep things light so brennan um as you know because i've been talking about it quite a bit i started a new job this week personal dub let's go personal dub I, this is i know it's not normal that we you know shout ourselves out but uh dude yeah i am i am a working man working a legitimate job um and i'm handling finances and yeah. i feel great and i can wear i can dress up and go to work i've actually a lot of people say that they don't want to work like a nine to five in an office job first of all those people are pyramid schemers so don't listen to that bullshit uh but no i uh I've been craving like just a desk job in an office for my entire life. I kid you not. Really? Wanting to, I've wanted to sit. It's interesting. Sit at a desk and do work. That's all I've ever wanted to do. You just want to do mindless, just numbing work for the rest of your life. That's not mindless. I'm like, you know, I'm helping people. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I'm happy for you. I'm helping our troops. Oh, okay. That's nice. Mm -hmm. It's nice of you. Thank you. All right, so a a dub, a dub that I got um, was actually the Nigeria basketball team uh, earlier this week, or that might have been like Sunday night. But they beat Team USA of all teams. They beat them ninety to eighty-seven uh, in an exhibition game. So then, or, or later in the week, Team Australia also beat uh, Team USA in Vegas. So Team USA lost to you know both the Miami Heat reserves and then they lost to Aaron Baines and Joe Ingles so um dream team 2021 for real fab five patty mills but I honestly love it you know I'm not anti-america at all but I mean I think from a trolling standpoint it was pretty funny yeah also like for the dub part of it Nigeria basketball like they're awesome and their Twitter account is now like the kingpin of Twitter like they're savages uh check them out but like team USA I read somewhere Team USA has only lost four exhibition games since 1992. Wow! And and half of those happened in the last few days. So well, you know, it's like preseason games. Yeah. So I mean, T- I, USA's got like less than two weeks before their first actual Olympic game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got time to figure it out. And now like Bradley Beal's gone, and I think they're bringing in somebody else to replace them. Um, so you know, to be fair, they haven't gotten a lot of time to play together. So, you know, I think they'll come around. I mean, it's a star-studded, like, lineup, and I think they'll be fine. Absolutely. And, one, okay, so I'll go ahead and do an own as well. Uh, so, first of all, Brennan, this just broke out either yesterday or today. I can't remember because you're supposed to do the show yesterday. Uh, but the Big 12 just came out with a new rule. Um, no taunt- today. Oh, that was today. Okay, yeah. So, the taunting rule. Now, Brennan, the Texas Longhorns are not a popular team outside of Austin, Texas. Even people outside, like people in Texas hate UT Austin. (laughs) And the Horns Down has been the best trolling move to that university since its existence. Ever since, yeah, ever since, like, first of all, Texas dominates the Big 12 as far as like marketing and stuff like that, too. They even have their own television. They have their own network. I don't even think they're aired on Big 12 on the Big 12 network. Well, does, doesn't Nebraska have, does Nebraska have their own network? No, they're still Big 10. Or BTN. Oh, okay. No, oh, but, you're, uh, right, you're right. So, yeah, so the Big 12 was just like, yeah, you guys, literally no more taunting. Like, you guys are bullying Texas. Everybody hates Texas. Texas is the softest 
freaking school in the nation, dude. I hate Texas with a burning passion. The Big 12 can go F itself, bro. I'm not. Let I'm the still, boys play. Let the boys play. This is like taunting is one of the most fun things about football. Like that is literally like that is the human element of the game itself. You know what I'm saying? Was was the rule something like more specific? Like, it, like the you can't do a horns down like after a play or like to a player, but like players like it was are so allowed dumb. to hor- do horns down like to the audience or something to the fans. Well, because I mean, what like what can the Big Twelve <laughs> do about the fans? You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't pu- you can't punish the fans. But that's true. God, no, I meant player like the like opposing players to the Texas fans doing like horns down. Oh yeah, they can't do that. They they're not allowed to do that either. No. Oh, that's so stupid. I think it, I'm pretty sure the actual rules like if anybody if a single player on that field does the horns down, they're in deep shit with the university and the conference. Really? That is just so dumb. Like fines or just like penalties, like in-game penalties. Dude, I know. And imagine when, you know, No, which one? Like is it oh, a pen- Is it like an in-game penalty or is it like a there's no way they're finding. They like, can't the find. Teams. They can't find a. You know, they can't find them. I think it's like a penalty and possibly suspension. Oh, that's so stupid. There's going to be greater like it, consequences for doing horns down than there is targeting. It's, I mean, it's not like a zero tolerance policy. So at least there's that. But still, that's good. Um, it's just a dumbass thing for them to say. Yeah, screw the. Sorry, big I got so heated about it, but I just I hate the Big Twelve so much, and I hate Texas, so I just. I had to say it. I like the state. Hate the school. That's fair. Completely fair. Thank you. All right. Another <laughs> another dub that I have is uh, Italy won the Euro 2020 finals, and it did not, in fact, come home to for England. So um, I watched, like, the first three minutes of the match in my car at work, and England scored, like, right away. So to me, who, you know, sees these football scores ending in, like, scores like one zero or two to one all the time i was like okay yeah this one's over and you know boy, boy did english twitter agree um like the euro twitter was just wild in the whole time and after that first goal you know i had turned it off because i also had to work with the intention of like maybe watching some more later and then all of a sudden you know the game was over and italy won like three two in pks so congrats to italy i guess mamma mia uh Gabagool. The fans are the highlight for me. I mean, the national anthem battle to like start off the match, just panning across the crowd, showing all the just like the crazy ass fans. It was truly a spectacle. And honestly, I'm jealous that I like our country is not as big of a soccer fan than like as like Europe is because they just have so much fun at those at those games, at those matches. You know, in Italy, like at least for in-country games, um, they have to like like club v club. They have opposing fans sit behind like actual bulletproof glass. Like they actually try to kill each other over there. Good. That's the type of shabazz well, I want. I mean, out that's of, basically out like of being game. a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh, seriously, or like a anybody at in Oakland Raiders uh, old stadium, but <laughs> oh. now they're gone. So yeah, those are those are some wild fans. No, I actually had written down as well. Uh, <laughs> kind of a different narrative, but just uh, my dub was that just England lost. So yeah, USA, absolutely. Like we we still have the high ground over them. Yeah, and I also I, well we we didn't beat them, but oh I know, but they lost, and we can revel in that, Brennan. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I, I was definitely rooting for Italy, all because of uh, kicking and screaming. Uh, Will Ferrell pass it to the Italians. Oh. Um, that's that's that, that was my main. No, well, eh, maybe maybe in the movie it was a little, but um, <laughs> no, no but... I think. What? God. No, I was just saying. I don't think. Uh, it, I mean, Italy is just all Italians, so you got to pass it if anyone you're passing to odds are they're Italian. So it was fun. I saw a video come out, a viral video of the locker room after the game. Mm-hmm. And it was just like somebody uh, quote tweeted it. They're like, anybody who says that Italians like use over the top hand gestures while they're talking is, is like so wrong. And the video was just everybody just talking, talking with, with their hands. so many hand gestures. It was so damn funny. Well, you don't think Martin Scorsese does his research before making movies, Brendan? You're right. He just goes, watches uh, Italy beat the shit out of, uh, not beat the shit, but beat England. And No, but my, my dub for that, though, is just like, we still, like, I just, there's such like a rivalry over social media between America and England. Like, it's so much just hatred against each other, even though the countries yeah. themselves are allies, but like the people themselves are like, hey, yo, F England, and like stuff like that. And, um, you know, everyone's making fun of British accents. And now we can literally keep doing that. Like, it doesn't even matter oh, yeah. that America wasn't there. It's the fact that England lost. They got all the way there and didn't win. Yeah, it's awesome. And now England's like racist to like they were they, people were being genuinely racist to the black players on the team that missed the PKs. Bro, like like England soccer like those soccer fans out there, football fans, whatever, um, they are crazy, man. They're rabid. They're rabid. The, the I saw like videos of you know people celebrating uh, Italian uh, fans celebrating, and it was like. It was awesome. It was crazy. I, I honestly like. I don't think. I don't think if England won, that it would have been like the level of like happiness. I think people would have just like burned shit down for the hell of it. I think every single person in the world, ex- unless you're from England, watched Luca on Disney Plus that day. Hey, I, I actually watched it uh, this past week. I didn't watch it that day, but I did watch the movie. It was very, very cute. Was it because Italy won? Um, I I would be lying if I didn't think about Italy winning during the yeah. movie, but all right, no, that's funny. Okay, and then what was your next one, bro? Um, so I had two like kind of honorable mentions for dubs, and then I got one quick own. Um, so the Go two ahead, two two honorable mentions for the dubs was uh, Novak Djokovic, the Joker, um, winning his. Sixth Wimbledon ti- Wimbledon title in his uh, men's record tying twentieth Grand Slam. He's now tied with uh, the other two goats, Nadal, Rafael Nadal, and Roger Federer for most Grand Slam wins. You know, I love how there's like a three goat race in tennis, and you know, none of them are even retired yet. Like these guys could definitely play until they're just like seventy years old. So, pretty sick. Exactly. And who was it that said? Uh... Oh God, he's on the bus. I'm so embarrassed not remembering his name. They asked like, how is he, how he wants to remember Giannis 30 years from now, and he's like, I want to be 50, 56 by then. I want to focus on me right now. <laughs> I like, have no idea. I'm embarrassed not remembering that. That's a beast quote. Absolutely. Um, then my other honorable mention was 13 uh, year old Zayla Avant Garde, who won the national spelling bee. 
Uh, she was the first African-American winner of the competition, and she got shout-outs from uh, LeBron, Obama, NASA, and Kiki Palmer. Uh, Who's NASA? Dude, come on. I know. Just You said all people, and then there's the organization. Oh, SNASA, secret NASA. <laughs> um, all right. But, yes, she's having a good week. Uh, if I know at least earlier this week if you Googled her name, like confetti goes off in celebration of her. So that was pretty oh, good sad. for her. Um, it also like came out. She holds like the Guinness world record for most bounces or juggles. I mean, with basketballs. So, and her high, her basketball highlights like went viral on Twitter. So needless to say, she's freaking cool. She's versatile. Um, she's versatile. So, Do you know, I was in a spelling bee once. I was as well. I lost. This was in seventh grade and I lost on the word leapfrog. And I'll tell you why. I was so nervous. I did not have nearly as many public speaking skills as I currently have. And I'm, I switched around the R and the F. So it was like, it was like leap rog. Dude. There's no F. I don't, I meant to say P it was, I, yeah, I said like leap rog. You're, that's crazy. Wait, there is an F. Yeah, there is an F. Yeah. I just forgot the F. I forgot the F and I was spelling it. That's what it was. And then I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was just like, wait, can I go back? I literally said that the Michael's like, wait, can I go back? She's like, no. I don't remember what age. I think it was like sixth grade or something that I was in yeah. the spelling bee. I was, but 100%. I think I made it fairly far. Yeah. But it, I, I certainly didn't win it because that was a first round word. Everyone else was just so much better than me. But yeah, um, last uh, own that I had was this past weekend was the ESPYs and Ben Simmons just can't escape anything. He got shredded again by Anthony Mackie, who is recognizing Ben Simmons on stage uh, for his humanitarian work. Mackie said that Ben Simmons had been building orphanages completely out of his playoff bricks. Um, then two like young kids came on stage and like thanked Ben Simmons like really loud, and I still don't know if it was like a joke or not. But Ben Simmons probably not. Ben Simmons on life alert again. (laughs) He can't escape his fate. I was gonna say he cannot catch a break. (laughs) I want to say it was was Anthony Mackie. The Falcon makes it ten times more hilarious. Yeah, he's he needs to be watched twenty four seven, Brendan. Yeah, as does Richard Sherman. Oh shoot! Yeah, let's let's just talk about that real quick. So, yeah, Richard Sherman got booked in King County for burglary and domestic violence. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. It completely is messed up. But like, honestly, with kind of how his personality was in the NFL, I'm not saying that it wasn't a complete surprise. What? I don't know, man. Richard Sherman was one of the more well put together. Um, players, I thought, like he. What school did he go to? Didn't he go to? Didn't he go to Stanford? I mean, he was an absolute tank on the field. Like he, he was always talking his shit. But this dude was like always like just one of the more well-spoken, put together people. I was yeah, going more on the shit. Yeah, I was going more on the shit talking aspect. But honestly, it's just a very, very sad incident. Dude. Like I just, I can't, I can't believe it. Do you think it's like head injuries and stuff that's like kind of causing all this? Or well, that's think- the first thing that comes to my mind is because like yeah, is, it, it's kind of like I should that shouldn't be the first thing that comes to my mind because I shouldn't be like making excuse. I'm not making an excuse right. for players doing Absolutely. this, but it definitely like it's way more often than not. And it might be because they're more profile, high profile P 
people in society. That's why it's making news. But and like, their sport is violent. Yeah, and it just but it seems way more often than not that it's you know football players that are in domestic violence cases. Um, I mean, or just like athletes in general, because I, I know there's like Trevor Bauer. You got a bunch of guys that are in deep shit, but like all these guys, they just, I don't know. I, it could be something to do with just how much they're getting hit. You know, it's, it's just a, a common occurrence to them that they just don't think about it, but it's pretty messed up, man. And Absolutely. And I, I just, I genuinely feel, I just feel sorry for everybody involved in the situation, dude. But honestly, like yeah. if the guy's like guilty of it, then honestly, like, you know, he deserves to be punished, but still dude, that's just, that's just absolutely sad to hear. Um, yeah. Especially cause you know, in his prime, he was a very, very good defensive player. Like he was oh, who wanted on your team for the Seahawks. One of the best shutdown corners, maybe of all time. Absolutely. Um, okay. Yeah. So let me get back to my uh, real quick last stubs and ounce. So Travis Kelsey has officially stated how to actually. I guess it's Kels now. That's crazy. You know the reason I put this on my list, Brennan, is because I have a dog named Kelsey that we just we we got him last uh, last spring. He was he was our little COVID puppy, and we named him Kelsey after Travis Kelsey, and now we have to like just completely start calling him something else. <laughs> no, you don't. You're just gonna ruin the dog's life if you start calling him Kelsey. Well, because it's a boy, and we've been calling him Kelsey, and now that it's pronounced Kels, like we keep saying Kelsey, it's just gonna people are gonna think he's a girl dog, bro. No, I'm I really don't. Yeah, you are, but I really don't think anyone is going to switch up the way that they say Travis Kelsey's name. I'm certainly not. I have the man's Travis jersey. Kels, Travis my... Kels just doesn't sound good. No, it, it does not roll off the tongue. Brennan, he is my lucky jersey. I every time I've worn, aside from the Super Bowl, because I've just I've announced myself that it doesn't work in the playoffs. But every other time that I've worn that jersey, <laughs> they have won the game. That's my good luck charm, dude. And now it's just my life's in shambles. Well, it wasn't his brother on the Eagles. Jason, Jason, yeah. Well, why didn't he was? Yeah, why didn't everybody he say something? Pronounced his uh, Jason Kelsey, and he was in the league before him, wasn't he? Yeah, maybe he was just a lot nicer about it, or maybe Travis Kels Kels is uh, maybe he's just being an asshole about it. Well, how did none of the either of them mention it before oh, this? I kind of just want to say like maybe he's just like no, it's Kels now. I'm changing it to Kels. <laughs> That's something he would do. (laughs) Absolutely. Cannot put that past us. He just doesn't want to sound as white as he does. (laughs) Maybe not. But uh, so yeah, my last two owns. So uh, the new Nebraska AD, so Trev Alberts. So former UNO, University of Nebraska Omaha athletic director. He's a controversial pick, and I'll tell you why. So UNO football and wrestling were their two highest sources of revenue. But no. That wasn't enough for Mr. Alberts. He wanted D1. He wanted to go D1 so bad that he cut UNO football and wrestling after they had three very successful seasons in a row. Like wrestling had won nationals for the third time and Trev Alberts cut the program so he could make D1. It was all for money reasons. Wait, wait. So he, to make D1? Yep. To make D1, he cut those two programs. What do you mean to make D1? Because they said, like, because they didn't think that the football program and wrestling was going to be able to keep competing in the D one uh, division. So, so wait, wait. So, was like the NCAA threatening to make them a D two school or something? Sure, they were so, D2. And, but not their football or wrestling programs. Nope, they were they were all D two. 
Oh, so what do you mean to make D1 then? Because UNO soccer and hockey were already like also very high performing schools and they think that or high performing programs. So they thought that they'd be able to compete in D1, but yeah, the man literally cut those two programs and you know what? Nebraska fans are going to be Nebraska fans. Anything that Scott Frost is like, okay with, you know, those people that are like still living in the nineties are going to be like 100% okay with this. So it's just, it's so annoying. Well, you know, Scott I'm not Frost. saying Bill Moose was a good dude or good pick to be an AD, but at least he had his shit together. Was not going to like cut programs just to, you know, keep making bucks true but i mean you got to also think of the comparison between uno and unl that's um, also true still. it's uno doesn't make billions of dollars from their football team so i'm sure that probably played into it as well i because i mean just because we're from nebraska i mean we i obviously recognize uno like women's soccer and all their bigger programs but mm-hmm. i don't you don't hear anything about their football team. The wrestling, I'm not sure about, I'll, I'll admit. but The wrestling was very, very, very good. It, they were, okay. So, I mean, that, that does – At least – That raises like some red flags just like, um, you know, decision-making-wise as an AD, but, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I'll get off that just because before I, you know, pop a blood vessel in my eye. Uh, so, my last zone, Addison Ray. Being a being a commentator at the UFC event uh, pissed off a lot of uh, journalism majors. Um, I wasn't upset about it, you know. It was oh, clearly a celebrity thing. Yeah, I didn't care either. It was clearly a celebrity thing. She was just it, like, honestly, if you had the opportunity to, if anybody asked you, no matter if you were famous or not, if you wanted to do something that you went to school for, obviously you'd say yes, right? This would make well. Lot of sense. She went to three. Went months for three of school for. I know, but, but it's like you know, would the would the UFC rather advertise their their whole thing using a guy that looks like you or me Aww. or using Addison Aww. Ray. You know what I, I mean? I thought you said I was sneakishly handsome, bro. Which one is it? I mean, you're sneakily handsome. She's just like outrageously hot, you know? Wow. <laughs> I know where you stand. No, I'm kidding. She, but... she's, she's of age. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> She went to college for three months, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, but I think my favorite tweet was like one of the Barstool guys. He's like, hey, everyone calling this unfair. You guys can just get a real job and start shaking ass on TikTok like the rest of us. <laughs> I was just laughing. No, but uh, seriously, I guess I don't even know if it's good for her. I mean, she was like making jokes about it. She's like, well, you guys got me fired. And I just, she had, that wasn't true. She was like literally trolling people that were pissed off already. No, yeah. She, they probably, they, there's no way they fired her. She's probably just like, ha. Because you know how did much- this for a few minutes and now I'm not because everybody shit on me. Yeah, exactly. You know how much money Dana White is still probably making from those ratings. Oh yeah, he does not care. No, he doesn't care. Did you see Addison Ray say what's up to Donald Trump at the fight? Yeah, I saw they had like a picture together. Well, he was there. I do remember that too. Well, dude, what's up with like the uh, Olivia Rodriguez girl went to the White House and was promoting like vaccinations with Joe Biden. We got Addison Ray with Donald Trump. Like can these celebrities just stay the hell out of politics so we don't have to have any more celebrity politicians? Please, God. Brennan, Please. I 100% concur. We need to stop this shit. You and I- It can- makes me want to f- cry. Yeah. It makes me want to cry every night before I go to sleep just thinking about our current That's so state of cringe. politics. That's so cringe, bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Celebrities need to shut the hell up because they no- nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like- 
Next thing you know, Addison Ray's mom is going to be running for like governor or something. Well, Matthew McConaughey is going to be running for governor of Texas. Yeah. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if I concur with that decision, but whatever. I, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to see what, like, first of all, he's not going to affect any of us unless we live in Texas, but honestly, that I, is true. I kind of want to see what his platform would be. I, I'm just curious. All right, Brennan. So let's speaking of the UFC brother, shall we get down to biz? Good segue. Yep. So is McGregor a washed up little, little boy? I mean, people are asking, um, this, this past fight, I think it was the, the third matchup or fourth matchup, um, between, uh, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. And, you know, this time it just was, went fucking shit for McGregor. I mean, yeah. The dude was getting his ass kicked. Um, then he broke the shit out of his tibia. It looked like Dak dude, that Prescott. Was a, that was a SpongeBob injury right there. Like that was it, something that would happen to Squidward just stepping outside at the wrong time. Seriously, dude, it was like a yeah. It was, it was like terrifying. It, oh, it was it was it was gruesome. But you know, I, I mean, personally, like I thought he was getting his ass handed to him before that happened. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if you ask me, like. He obviously, like, I wouldn't say he lucked out into breaking his tibia in a horrible way, but he he was not going to – he just didn't look like he was going to win that fight. Yeah, it's just um, a cop-out. You know, he had – he was, like, very energetic. He came out with the classic McGregor energy, but, you know, I personally – I mean, the dude's one in three since 2016, you know. Mm-hmm. He's – in his last – the one fight he won was against a guy who has lost his, like, last – five or six so you know he had a good run where he was like the top of the game and he still is the top of the game when it comes to like entertainment like who will pay to watch him but when it comes to actual like skill and like winning capability Mm -hmm. you know i i think he is it's kind of time with him you know well i mean he's come out of retirement like twice since 2016 so honestly bro just stay there like, people are still – like, he can still be, like, a cultural and marketing icon for the UFC, and it's all Punky Brewster. Like, the dude yeah. just needs to sit it out. He's going to kill himself with, like, the fights. Yeah, no, and I'm, I honestly, like, I'm kind of – I'm done with him. Like, I'm kind of fed up with him because it was, like, the whole him, like, talking shit about Poirier's wife, you know, as he's laying broken in the <sighs> ring after after he – said before the fight that Poirier was going to be the one that was going to be brought out in a stretcher and then McGregor literally was. Was Um, Do you think he gets drunk for the fights? I could see it, but it was just like very unchampion-like mannerisms from him, um, which I know is kind of his thing, but I just think it was like a little too far this time. Um, But, you know, he's always bringing the show, so people will forever watch it. But um, I, I, McGregor said he was he was boxing up Poirier before he let, went down. Um, so I mean, if that was true. He is just like the king of just constant shit talking. Um, the king of I know, I know the rematch is literally already in the works, which I think that that would be like their fourth matchup. I think the fourth rematch. So Poirier said he's fighting him again, no matter what, Dude, uh, whether McGregor's- it's in the ring or on the sidewalks. So I think it's gonna happen. Dude, McGregor's gonna be need to be like the six billion dollar man to like yeah. keep doing this. Well, I don't. How much did did he make on this? How much did McGregor? 
<laughs> make. Yeah, so in a loss after just getting his ass fucking destroyed. I kind of want to see the asset allocation go out there. I want to see how much he made after taxes and medical bills. Oh my gosh, he made like 3.6 million on it. Oh my lord. Well, and half that probably was And it was play. so quick. He approximately earned about $12,000 or is that a euro? Whatever. So more than that in dollars per second of cage action since he went down so fast. Um, that's pretty crazy though. But honestly, the the undercards of the weekends were, I think, personally better. Um, you know, we had the Sean O'Malley fight. We had the Greg Hardy fight who got his ass kicked per usual. If there's anything that's a given, it's Greg Hardy getting his shit blown up in the ring. Um, it's awesome. I mean, I try not to throw the word hate around a lot but I hate the powerful word. I hate that guy. Um, but yeah, the Sean O'Malley, Chris Matino fight, I think was the best. Um, it went like almost all the way to the end. I think Matino, like they called the fight with like 30 seconds left because he just, he looked like hell. Yeah. But, I mean, the dude can take shots. I mean, O'Malley was pummeling him from like the start. Um, and O'Malley is, he's so fun to watch, dude. I think he has, he's got, a long future, I think, ahead of him in UFC fighting. That's and at the, go ahead. Oh yeah, so I was just saying, like a lot of these like kind of younger fighters. It's just I feel like the trend. Um, they definitely take fighting a lot more serious. Well, yeah, and, and, and it's and he's actually good at it. It's not like he's like a Jake Paul or Logan Paul coming right. into the game. He's I'm like actually like passionate fighter. about it and a yeah. good fighter. Well, and a lot of them just are so. I want to say like fist oriented. I want to say that because here's no, here, here, hear me out. So like, they are just, they set the tone early. They get in there and they start wailing immediately. And it's just nonstop barrages. That's every, like every UFC fight that I've seen in the last month, that is just kind of what I've been picking up on. Yeah. I mean, if you look up Chris Matino's face, like at the end of the fight, he literally looked like one of those troll dolls, like with the <sighs> spiky green hair. No. Like he actually looked like one of those guys, but you know, Sean O'Malley, he tweeted after he won. He's like, this KO is for the Suns." So oh. big son, big Suns guy. Yeah. Good for You know what? I, I wish him luck in his future endeavors. Yeah. And I wish maybe, him good fortune in the wars to come. And I think us acknowledging that he acknowledged the Suns right now is going to give the Suns good luck. Absolutely. Um, their well, in their know. future endeavors as well. I kind of have a, I have a thing for jinxing things, as you know, with uh, Super Bowls and such. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Brian, so real quick, I mean, honestly, all we have to do to commentate these fights in the future, shake a little ass on TikTok, get our butts noticed. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All right, let's exactly. move on to MLB, my friends. So we had the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game happen last week. So let's touch on the Home Run Derby real quick. Uh, big surprise, Pete Alonso won again. <laughs> The dude put those bats to use. Honestly, we were making fun of it last week just because, like, it literally looked like a Sabine art paint spray thing from Star Wars Rebels on all those bats, but it ended up doing us some service. Yeah. So I, um, he won by – okay, so – Landslide. Well, okay, so Pete Alonso at 23, right? In the winning round. Okay, in the winning round, he, yeah, because he beat Trey Mancini. Uh, by one in the winning round. Yeah. So Pete Alonzo hit 74 combined 
home runs throughout all the rounds. Um, the first round he hit 35 and, um, funny enough, that was the only round that he actually went first Mm -hmm. in the rotation. So second round, he only needed 16 to, um, to win. And then the third round, he only needed 20 or yeah, he only needed 23 to beat uh, Mancini. So, I mean, he could have had way more if they hadn't stopped him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was literally dancing between swings. He was so confident. I read somewhere that, you know, 40 of his home runs were over 450 feet, which is insane. Shout out to his, uh, his pitcher, by the way, because that dude was just putting it on the money every single time. Like every single pitch was just right where uh, Alonzo needed to hit it. Um, I think he had over like 33,000 feet worth of wow. home runs hit, which is just insane. What's your opinion on the Mets? What do you mean? Like, do you just do you find them controversial? Do you like them? I've just I've never heard you talk I about mean, the Mets. I just want to hear your opinion about it. I actually like I I really don't hate the Mets. Yeah. Um, they're probably one of my like more tolerable New York baseball teams. Compared to um, the Yankees. Compared to the Yankees, but you know I I don't I don't care too much for them. I I think their jerseys are cool. Yeah. Pete Alonso's a fine guy. I think they're they're kind of they they've been hot and cold this year so you know i i'm not a mets hater i don't i don't hate them i'd say the classy new yorkers are the mets fans yeah no i would i would agree well yankees are is just like a national like they've just become like a fashion sense you know what i mean like people yankees, just wear like yankees hats yankees yankee fans brim. are the boston <laughs> yankee, with no yankee cap no brim <laughs> yeah no yankee fans are the boston fans of new york that's just the best way to put it that's fair um but the other thing about the Derby, other than the fact it was kind of a low-key disappointing Derby, I mean, you know, last year's back and forth between Tatis and Alonso was just wild, you know. Absolutely. Back and forth, like 25-plus rounds each. You know, this one just felt so lopsided. Like, Alonso came out firing and ended firing, so it wasn't really close. But, you know, Shohei Otani, you know, he was semi-electric. Uh, we knew know, he wasn't going to win. I, I knew he wasn't going to because that's just like a lot of pressure to put on a guy for his first time like home run derby and all-star appearance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll admit my whole family, we everyone gathered around to watch him bat. And his mini comeback was hype. You know, Juan Soto going three for three in the final three pitches was just so clutch that I wasn't even mad. But, you know, I'm sure the MLB execs were kind of pissed because ratings no doubt went down after Shohei was out. But it was it was cool for a second seeing him try uh, and crawl back against Juan Soto. So it was it was pretty electric. Exactly. All right, Brennan, let's get to that. Let's get to that good old midsummer All Star game. So I'm happy American League won. That's my uh, that's my conference, right? And actually, so let's give a little shout out to uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So he actually was the youngest All Star player um, there. So he's 22 years old, 119 days. I'm looking at the stat right now uh, from Toronto. And he was the all-star game MVP, mm-hmm. and he made his debut home run. And I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. No, that was awesome. I, uh, Vlad Guerrero is just awesome. I, did you see, like, the, his uh, mitt that he was wearing, his glove that he was wearing out there uh, that had, like, a picture of him and his dad, like, all over it? Yeah. It was so, it was so cute. I thought you were going to say, like, somebody <laughs> would have, like, a, like, comically large 
uh, glove out there. I'm trying to remember, like, cause my my father and I were talking about this player that had the hit a glove with two thumb holes because he was ambidextrous. Oh, okay. I can't remember the name. It's killing me right now. But I was just thinking about it, it was like something cool too. Now I was just thinking about gloves. Sorry, I no, didn't it was ADD. it was a cute moment. It was also cute during the home run derby when mid round Otani got a call from Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. And on national TV, just goes, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was so wholesome and and cute. But. Speaking of Mike's, Mike, Mike <clears throat> um, Zunino. So his so his home run actually was pretty much what put the nail in the coffin for the AL. So his he had a home run in the sixth inning. So the you know Tampa Bay's catcher, um, he put the American League up five to one in the sixth inning. I think that was kind of what officially decided it. Yeah, no, it, it was a very it, – it wasn't like an exciting game by any means. Right, because, I mean, um, the AL East, was, they were the ones that were pretty much dominating. Though, they were responsible for all five of those runs, and they had an RBI with that too. So Yeah, say shout-out AL East. And, and shout-out Shohei again with the start um, and the leadoff spot for the AL. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, JT Realmuto um, for the Phillies, he's the only one I think that – or he had a solo home run in the fifth inning. Because oh, okay. uh, yeah, it was it was five to two. So um, <sighs> Manny Machado scored. Um, I think right. Yeah, he scored on the pass ball. That's right. So that was five to two. Okay. Well, the Phillies are in the NL, right? So yes. you're okay. Yes, I'm right. I'm right. I thought you were saying that they scored, so. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, so honestly, looking forward to next year's. Hopefully it's a little bit more, you know, exciting. I think it was just exciting this year just because, like, you know, there's a lot of players specifically that have just been, like, kind of just national treasures this season. Yeah, and it's, like, I think the big three of baseball right now, which to Stephen A's point that we mentioned (laughs) earlier, you know, you got Vlad Guerrero, you got Fernando Tatis, you got Shohei Otani. Like, none of these guys' first language, I think, is English. So, it's pretty cool seeing how, like, all the, the big-time faces of baseball, like, the most electric players, you know, don't necess- aren't necessarily from here. So are living the American dream. Exactly. So, shout out those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're making the, the MLB cool again. So, I like it. Yeah, without any steroids and sticky stuff involved. Yeah, which these imagine. These don't even need a cheat to make baseball cool. Yeah, but imagine if they they did. They, oh God, they would be, be even so better. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you got me here, just like, oh yeah, no, it'd be all fine and stuff. And then you're like, but yeah, but what if they did? I'd be like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, give uh, me, give me, give me the steroids, Daddy, Daddy, give me the steroids, <laughs> Daddy, put the steroids in my ass. Oh no, <laughs> my bad. I, uh... bro, that stuff like... gives you like acne. I think so. Do you just want acne all over your ass? Yeah, dude. I mean, no one's seen my ass. You are. You have to live with it. <laughs> I, I, personally, I do not look to my own ass. Well, every time you put boxers on, Brennan, it's going to hurt. It's going to be very – it's not going to hurt, but it's going to be irritated. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, brothers. Let's get some NBA, though. <laughs> Please. I'm just going to – yeah. So, game four just <laughs> – Game four just happened. So uh, right now the NBA Finals are tied two to two. So the Bucks are actually hanging on a bit. I may not. I'm not saying this because I don't want this to be true, but I may not have to buy that Devin Booker jersey without yeah. the performing. So honestly, Giannis is making his team work, my friend. But real quick though, let's let's talk about the Suns for a sec. Whose team is it anyway? Is it CP3? 
Is it Devin Booker? Whose team, Brandon? Who do you Yeah, think? I mean, this was something that I was wondering kind of prior to game four when Devin Booker dropped 42 points um, because I, I was looking at some of Devin Booker's games throughout the playoffs and, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's been a little bit inconsistent, but I mean, at the same time, he also just beat the record for the highest scorer in his first playoff debut. So, you know, he's scoring a lot, but you know, some nights it doesn't, it doesn't happen all at once. You know what I mean? Like last game, game three, he scored 10 points, but then tonight he comes out and scores 42. So it's like, you really don't know um, what to expect from him some nights. And, and so my argument was, well, you kind of know what to expect from Chris Paul. You're going to get a guy who comes out there and um, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's going to lay out like eight plus assists every night have some efficient scoring right. well bring on game three and four between those two games Chris Paul has nine turnovers and he had a horrible efficiency game yesterday shot really bad um you know I mean credit to the Bucks defense they were shutting shutting down the classic CP3 like pull up mid-range jumper um you know they they were guarding it uh, insanely well to where you know he was either missing or he had to like panic outlet pass and was turning the ball over so shout out them but I mean the, my whole argument was like if CP3 wasn't on this team you know um, it, and there's so many hypotheticals that go into this I mean you could say like you know the Suns wouldn't have even had the two seed they wouldn't have had as many wins without him mm-hmm. but like when you look at their playoff run like, like, do they even make it out of the first round without CP3? Or they, do they dominate the Nuggets like they did? I mean, it's, it's obviously a question of what ifs. But, like, in the long, the long run, like, Devin Booker is going to be the one that's on the Suns. You know, CP3 has one year left on his deal. Right. Um, then it'll be back to Devin Booker's team. But, like, does this – does this playoff run happen without CP3 is the, is the question that I was wondering. Well, that is a pretty big what if as well. But I, I personally think it could. It'd be a much harder um, – it'd be a much harder move for the Suns to make that happen. But I definitely do think his presence is necessary. But I do think that without him, I'm not sure if they could be where they're at today. But I think they'd still have a pretty good chance at it. Yeah, and I think I do think like, you know, Devin Booker scoring forty two points and like the rest of the starters putting up like thirty eight points. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what, you know, the twenty eight Suns were, um, when Devin Booker was like the only guy that would score. And I will admit, like, this was just a bad this was an off game for sure. I mean, you had Mikal Bridges, who's been pretty electric in the playoffs. He's had two bad games back-to-back. Right. Um, DeAndre Ayton has had two bad games back-to-back. He was in foul trouble game three, but this game he only had six points. Like, that can't happen with your big man. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of the Suns season that it has been better, like, role players coming off the bench. You know, they've, they've had just – guys step up more than in the past mm-hmm. not just cp3 you know so i think uh i do think the supporting cast is a little bit better than previously so i think it, it, that also 
um, adds to it. But it's it truly is a, just a testament, I think, to CP3's game. He's, he's such a beast. Absolutely. So let's go to the other side of the court here. Um, let's talk about the real all like the real MVP of Game Four, Chris freaking Middleton, bro. Yeah. The man scored forty points, and ten of those were in the last two two minutes. It's wild. That was insane, dude. So honestly, if if Chris Middleton and Giannis just kind of keep up their dynamic that they have going on right now, honestly, this is going to be a very very tricky finals. Like it's going to be almost impossible to predict at this point because both these teams right now, like it's literally a cat and mouse game, bro. That's all we can call it at this point. It is, and and so far it's only been the home team that's won. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like the Suns have won both games, Bucks have won both games. So before a team loses at home, then that's when you can really start. Like, <clears throat> oh, at this point, if a team loses at home, then that team is going to lose the finals. I feel that's what it feels like, at least. So yeah, exactly. Um, it's literally like chicken. But yeah, exactly. So I mean, Giannis, you know, he's been incredible. He's easily the best player on the court for mm-hmm. either side when he's out there. Um, he's averaging like 30, 13, and 6 right now. Um, he was the only player pr- prior to this game, only player um, other than LeBron to like score back-to-back 40-point games in the finals. Um, and I also want to say, you and I both talked about Drew Holiday last week. He had um, a steal. Yeah, we were saying how um, like if Drew is, you know, if he's smacking shots, if he's playing well, then the Bucks are dangerous. And I mean, in game three, he was, he scored 21 points, hit five threes. Game four, he wasn't as good, but he played just great hustle ball. And then you're right. We got a Chris Middleton legacy game. Um, he was hitting everything it seems. So uh, I really think like as of right now, I mean, the the momentum has completely shifted and it's in the Bucks' favor for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, oh, the, no, it's still tied, but uh, it, so it's like it's coming back to Phoenix. So I mean, if if the Suns can pull this one out, make it three two, then you know, I still want to say that the Suns can win it in six. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, it really seems like a a game seven type of series to me. And you know, I'm I honestly like I would love to see it. Uh, I would love to see a game seven. So. I mean, I'm sure Adam Silver wouldn't. The NBA also would like to see it. So, it it was funny. I don't know if you noticed this, but Game Three, um, referee Scott Foster was. I almost said Scott Frost, but he was he was <laughs> he was refing Game Three, which um, now makes Chris Paul winless in his last 11 games when Scott Foster is refing. That is a ridiculous stat. Dude, listen to this stat. So before the game started, or no, before the the refs for the game were announced, before Scott Foster was announced, he was refing. The Vegas odds were at one minus one seventy five for the Bucks, and they went to one ninety with the knowledge that he had ref. So it's like it the odds the odds became just like they're like oh well the Bucks are obviously gonna win so. The Suns better hope this dude does not ref any more games because just what an incredible fact that like the Vegas odds makers were able to like incorporate into the into those odds, dude. Like, dude, those, like, those oh, guys oh, are crazy. Scott Foster's refing tonight. Obviously, the Suns aren't going to win, so let's just let's make some freaking money off of this because honestly, like a lot of people that are sports betting on these finals games, they don't they don't know they don't know yeah. that they it don't, is, they don't it think is of that wild. Anyway. It's wild that they. Uh, 
that they Honestly. accounted for that. Yeah, and you're an asshole if you knew that since Scott Foster was <laughs> repping that you knew the Suns are going to lose. You're just like you're a nerd at that. Point. I mean, a lot of people were talking about it on like NBA Twitter and shit. So it's pretty funny if you knew beforehand. Yeah. So also, I just want to say, you know two games late but i wanted to mention that sons and four guy is officially canceled he's a fraud uh, another dude on suicide watch i mean that dude's <laughs> got to be just like <laughs> wanting to kill himself i mean yeah, his I, gigs his I gigs officially was, up exactly if last i heard he was handcuffed to a hospital bed <laughs> okay. like in uh conjuring three no um yeah. yeah so let's just we can forget about him now we can literally just push him aside gone with the wind that man so what do you think is uh, this series going to go to? I think it's going to go to seven. Think so? Yeah. I, I, I really – I think it will too. And brought in. Uh, and I, I, I completely – I'm going to back take on what I – like because in the past, you know, I, I kind of shit on Mike Budenholzer and I shit on the Bucks. I shit on the Bucks almost every single series we've talked about. But, I mean, in this series specifically, like – Mike Budenholzer, his adjustments have been very noticeable. Um, you know, he's using Giannis to the peak of Giannis's abilities. Um, I've completely changed my stance on the Bucks. I do think they're a championship caliber team. Uh, do I think they're going to win this specific series? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, but, you know, if they keep playing defense like they did in game four, then, you know, it's, it's, they're, I mean, the Suns had 17 turnovers. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, if that happens again, if the – Oh, another stat that I saw, sorry, the last thing I'm going to say, but this was, like, the craziest one to me, was, like, um, the Suns shot 51% from the field and the Bucks shot 40% and the Suns lost. It's the first time it's ever happened. And I, maybe finals history? Definitely finals history, but so seems turnovers like it should be. So, turnovers the reason that – the Suns lost then. I'm yeah, just turnovers go and like off, giving up offensive boards too. So yeah, it, it's just one of the craziest stats that I've ever seen. And I'm just like, how do you shoot better than 50% as a team for a game and lose? Are you happy we took that sports data class now so we can think about this kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't come I didn't come up with these stats. I didn't make them. So right. I'm just I'm just reading what other people's work has done for me. So <laughs> exactly. Right, but Brennan, <laughs> I got one last question for you though. Martian's got the death beam point of the earth. Last second shot. Who do you got? Give me Iguadala. Right, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I was just thinking about that kind of uh, next color. Right, let's get to our section or our closing segment. Segment. That was what I was looking for. <laughs> segment of the evening. Oh, this is something very special. That Ready to talk about some horny athletes? Yep. So there's, there's no parameters for this, right? It's just like across all sports. Yes. Guys who have just been atrociously down bad, who have been caught in 4K, all these guys are just so incredibly horny. And yeah. I'm going to start it off. And I'm going to say my number one pick for horniest athlete of all time is Ray Allen, basketball player. Because a few years ago, um, he tweeted this. And I'm going to read it word for word. These aren't my words. But he tweeted, I'm getting there. When you masturbate, think about my tongue on your clit and switching back and forth from my dick to my tongue. And that is what he tweeted. 
and then he sneaked How was he not canceled for that? <laughs> because Twitter was a completely different thing back people then. People are going back to tweets from like 2011 to cancel people nowadays, dude. Yeah. Like that is so effed up. Then uh, Ray Allen said his account got hacked, which is just Bullshit. obviously not true. That is um, so not true. I think at that point, you just got to own up to it and be like, yeah, I mean, I was horny. I was horny on the TL. Um, I, I He probably thought it was his DMs. So, you know, old NBA Twitter was just so ruthless. So. Like Tim Robinson said in his new season, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> I was sloppy steaks at your phonies. Shit. Sloppy steaks. After the club, hit your phonies for, traps, for sloppy steaks. This is poised. Yeah, no, um. <laughs> Okay, I, my number one actually was um, any athlete that has an entanglement with Jeffrey Star that threatened wow, that's kill good. him if they um, if he ever said anything about it. That is that is good. I mean, so um, I think I believe him. I believe Jeffrey Star that athletes are hitting him up. I I one hundred percent believe him too. And honestly, there was like a rumor last summer that like Kanye West had an entanglement with him as well when he was on the that. Wyoming ranch. I do remember that during his um, little little Kim Car- Kim Kardashian arrangement. Yeah, yeah, he's down bad. All right, I'll let um, you do your number two. So the next one I got um, is Philip Rivers, and that is because the dude just spits out kids like it's nothing. He has enough kids to form an actual offense. Yeah, he has more than enough. He's got reserves. Yeah. He's, he's got backups. Dude has 14 kids. I mean, this guy can't get enough sex yeah. and raw sex too, like yeah. completely raw. So <laughs> he's bad like, at it. I think he's bad at sex. I mean, he, he, he got to be. Own, um, none of these are tired. He needs like his own reality show, like Johnny K plus eight, except this time he doesn't get divorced. So wait, how many kids does he have? Because I, I said 14. I, I said 14 as a joke, but it could be 14. He genuinely has nine kids. How many Philip Rivers does his kids have? That's what I just typed out. How many kids? He has nine or ten. Does Philip Rivers have? Ah, nine. Um, okay, it's okay, not, as, say, not as bad wrong, as I thought. I but not, actually, nine is a, so many. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Actually, that's so many. Exactly. That's crazy. Um, so my number two, obviously, Tom Brady. The dude is horny for his kids. <laughs> and I, you knew I was going to say this at some point. Uh, the dude is obsessed with his own children. That sick bastard. He needs Imagine help. if Philip Rivers was on that level. Oh, well, first of all, he'd be in prison probably because his <laughs> kids are young. And he never won anything, so he's not excused for Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Either. He doesn't get the – he's not grandfathered into the system. <laughs> all right. Um, We're done uh, for. <laughs> an, another horny guy I have is – Mark Jackson, so not a player, but an announcer. In the 2018 finals, Cavs versus Warriors, Mark Jackson was announcing the game and talked about LeBron's wife, Savannah, and said on live TV that she's an all-city pitcher and that he'd hit her out of the park, no question. But, <laughs> but with all due respect. So, you know, good thing he, good oh, thing yeah, he said yeah. with all due respect. At least he added that in there. That's like the, that's the safe word right there for LeBron not actually killing him. Maybe, maybe the most disrespectful all due respect of all time, maybe. Yeah. Dude, crazy. that's actually crazy. So, so Brennan, I have – so I'm going to get to my, my, my last one here. But I want you to decide which one I should go with. So, technically, um, that's one and then honorable mentions. So, okay, I'll just go up my number one. Ben Roethlisberger. 
I knew that was going to be controversial to say on the show, but I'm going to say it. That man is, in fact, very horny. And Unnecessarily. Uh, got, yeah, I got in trouble for it uh, because he's just a bad person. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, do not condone his actions, but objectively speaking, the man is horny. It's very horny. Exactly. Um, and then my honorable mention, Brennan. So, as I said, anybody that had an, an, uh, an affair with Jeffree Star, now I'm doing – I know this is so general, and I'm so sorry to do this. Any athlete who dated a Kardashian or a Jenner. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. So Blake Griffin. Right now, Devin Booker. Lamar Odom. Oh, right. And then who else? There's got to be one more. Uh, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I um, forgot about Tristan Thompson. What's the other guy? Oh, shoot. Chris something. Oh, Chris Webber? Remember. No. Oh, no. Why would it be Chris Webber? He's old. I almost said Chris Middleton. I can't remember the guy's name. It's not Chris Paul. He was one of the OG ones that dated uh, Chris Bosch. No. no, he he was white. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but I can't remember. I don't know either. But still, Lamar Odom. Yeah, Lamar. who was on crack? <laughs> All right, but speaking. Yeah, but I, I actually like it. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Okay. Um, but speaking of the sons of Devin Booker. I got to put them on blast because uh, I think it was like a year ago yeah, during the NBA bubble. Um, apparently, I think all the Suns players pretty much lined up in a line and received oral sex from an IG model or something. Oh. And I think it was in the bubble. No all I know way. is D-Book went first and according to the model. So extra bonk for him. So Yeah. But like they literally like – all lined up outside of this hotel room or something and all got it on with some IG model. Dude, we literally forgot to mention the Minnesota Vikings love boat. Oh, and Brett Favre sent a dick pic in the locker room. That too? Why didn't – oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, honestly, yeah. dude, which, like, can we just – it's honestly easier to name athletes <laughs> one, Horny. True. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Oh, that's, that's about it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll say – well, even Patrick Mahomes is horny. Tim Tebow. He has a kid. Oh, Tim Tebow? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> J.R. Smith is incredibly horny. Joe Burrow. Yeah, I don't see him having kids yet. J.R. Smith DM'd a girl uh, if, asking if she wanted to get the pipe on Twitter. Kevin Love's last name is literally Love. <clears throat> I feel like Kevin Love dated a Kardashian too, but it could be wrong. I could, no. I don't think he's their type. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all we got. Yeah. Uh, we could probably go on for days about we, horny we, athletes. We really could. But... I can actually go on a month-long <clears throat> tangent. But for... uh, Robert Kraft, not an athlete, but oh, very, oh, very horny. Very. Oh, I guess we did say nobody was bound by limitations in this circumstance. I said Mark Jackson already, so, I mean, it's oh, – Mark Jackson. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Bezos. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's our show. I actually – Brennan, I want your opinion on this. So, you know, now that Loki's officially over, I haven't – watch the last episode yet should i spend the 30 bucks to watch black widow dude not on disney plus i didn't hear good things about it i would see it i would buy a ticket in theaters go see it in theaters if you're gonna spend that money or should i just wait a month and wait for it to be free like move on dude that took forever that was not that was more than a month oh okay i'll just go see it in theaters i don't know is it worth it I didn't hear very good. Things I don't know. I, I, I heard okay things about it. I heard it was all right. It's you know a Marvel what? movie. You know, it'll get the job done in the end. 
I should really take that statement back because I literally saw Baywatch and Jumanji <clears> in theaters <throat> and thought they were the best movies I've ever seen. And yeah, so. uh, and I went and saw Rise of Skywalker in theaters knowing it was going to be bad. Yeah, so I think I think this will probably surpass at least Baywatch. So, well, I don't know. It's still kind of been, that's that's one of my guilty pleasures. It's still All kind right, of in dude, my top five. Bonk, Our listeners are learning bonk, about us. Horny, right you're horny. Bonk. Okay, no, well, not for the reasons you think. Dwayne the Rock Johnson Dwayne. is the best actor that <laughs> exists. And <laughs> all right, before we end this, um, just want to say that you know, football season. We didn't really touch on football too much today, other than everyone in the league being really horny. Um, <laughs> but. It's about eight weeks until the uh, football season starts. Uh, Jacob and I are going to – we're horny for football. So yeah. um, we're going to start figuring out some segments, uh, probably go through the divisions and look at, you know, w- what teams are projected, maybe some player props, some team props, like preseason. Um, look at some good stuff and, you know, Get get some good analysis going before the season starts for you guys. So we'll we'll be starting, I think, with in the next week or two on some good football talk. And I think we should do a college pick'em now that <laughs> we'll actually have the show during um, college game or like college season. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's that's an idea. But yeah, um, so yeah, fellas and ladies who do listen to the show uh, for some reason, because I know we're not exactly cool. Um, <laughs> We're pretty cool. I guess we are. We're a little cool. But yeah, that's our show, guys. Stop in uh, next week, I guess, too. Don't even bother looking me up on YouTube. I'm not getting that shit yep. done. There's the no honorable mention now. for YouTube. but yep. Yep. I have no reason to put this up on YouTube now that I'm not being looked at by radio people. Uh, so yeah, that's our show. We're still on Instagram, guys. So go ahead and look us up there. Spice Things Up Pod, because I can't change the name for some reason. And then we still got an email. Spice Things Up Podcast at gmail.com. If you guys do want to email some cool shit, find with me, guys. I will Please get do. some advertisements. Um, as soon as we keep getting this listener base up. So yeah, stay tuned next week. See y'all later. See you guys. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. (laughs) 